Thank you, Pastor Don. God is here. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. You know, as we go through this Hear and Obey series, I'm just so thankful that we have a God that loves us so much that he would give us these Cairo moments, Kairos moments, to get our attention and to get us back on a path. We serve such a good God. And we're so thankful to you, Lord. So as we get back into this teaching... It's just a real privilege for me to be able to share because Hear and Obey is one of those foundational teachings that um, I've applied to my life and have seen great fruit. We also teach that in youth group, and we also teach it in our discipleship group. In our discipleship group, our kids have learned to not only teach this teaching, they, they don't just get it, but they teach it to their peers, and they practiced it with us. So this is something that we do. And this is one of those foundational teachings that is just amazing. And David Bailey kicked us off, and he introduced us to Kairos moments. And those are the moments where the kingdom of God crashes into our world and gets our attention, right? And those are amazing things. And he talked about how those things were speed bumps, and God is getting our attention, right? And he also got real with us in his talk and said, as an elder staff and as uh, the pastors, that we have a lot more questions than we do answers, right? Not only that, we have a lot more challenges than we have clarity, right? So as we fast and we pray, and as we go through this teaching, it's super important that we not only hear what God is saying in this time, but we position ourselves in a way that we can obey, right? One of the things that David Bailey said, I wasn't able to be here to watch it, but I watched it on YouTube, It was so powerful. He said, we don't have the luxury right now of not hearing from God. It's a necessity. It's an absolute necessity. And then she kind of came and shared, and she took us through the invitation part of our diagram. And she taught us, what what do we do now after we hit these speed bumps? We get these Kairos moments. What do we do? We get out and we observe, right? Then after we observe, we pray. And she also shared with us a little bit of her experience. She talked about how when she transitioned with her hair going natural. I really enjoyed that. Sometimes I reminisce to when I had a hairline, when I tried to grow dreads at one point, you feel me? I'm still praying for a miracle in that area. But um, just how she should have used this process because she would have known that, you know, her worth and her beauty was defined by God. She would have been able to hear God's voice and she stuck to this. And that was really powerful. So now that we know when we hit a speed bump, we hit these moments, we get out, we observe, we, and uh, we also pray, we take our prayerful observations to God in a discernment process. And it's important to know that in this discernment process, there are two parts of this discernment process. One, we take it to the word, and then we take it to other people. Right? And so as we take it to the word, we're going to go to Hebrews. Hebrews 4.12. All right, so the word says, For the word of God is alive and is active, sharper than any double-edged sword.
and it penetrates even dividing the soul and the spirit, joints marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That's powerful. And that's why we have to bring what we observe, what we pray about to the Word. Because we have to let the Word really evaluate what we're going through, right? And we know that because the Holy Spirit initiated this process, He's faithful to carry us through this process. And when we take things to the Word, and when we read the Word, we have faith that we're not only reading the Word, but the Word is going to read us. Right? And that's what we're doing. And it's super important that we do that because we've got to know what God is saying. Right? And so some of the questions that we may be asking when we take this to the Word are, has there been a situation in the Bible that might resemble what I'm going through? If there is, where can I find that? And how can I relate it? God might also be putting a scripture on your heart that you just can't shake. And you want to ask God, well, how is this relating to what I'm going through? Another way you could take it to the word is if you're going through something specific and you could put a topic on it, God may take you to a topical search and have you just do an exhaustive like study of what this thing is that you're dealing with in the word. Right? We know that God is faithful when we take things to the word. We also know that he speaks through the word. And it's powerful. And this is the time where we want to metaphorically just lay everything out on the table. You just want to put it all out there. Just let the word examine it. Let the word minister to us. Let it convict us. Let it encourage us. And we know that the word is going to sift through our situation. We have faith that the word is going to do that because we know one thing about the word, that it's alive. And you can't escape it. It is alive. So after we go to the word, the second part of discerning is taking it to people. Now, just in my personal experience, I know many great men and women of God who actually hear God powerfully, right? They know how to rightfully divide the word of truth. But because of that, they stop at this point because they've heard from God. That's a scary and dangerous thing. And I'm not saying that people haven't heard from God, but... We all have blind spots. We all have blind spots. It's just the truth. We were made to live in community. And let, let, every, be, let every word be established by two or more witnesses, right? There's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. We were made to live in community. So, there's something super important that when we bring this to people after we've taken into the word, we want to make sure that these people are someone that not only loves us, but we know that love God. And something I would add to that is someone that might be a little bit more spiritually mature than you are. And so the hard thing about this is a lot of times we think of people who speak into our lives as something that we want to shun. It's like scary. It's an intimate thing, right? But what I'm What I really want to express to you guys is that it is absolutely a blessing to have someone who will speak the truth to you in love. It is not a curse. It's not a curse. And even though we've seen and heard from God, we need somebody to cover those blind spots. 
It's so important. So in our discernment process, it's important that we not only take it to the Bible, but we also take it to other people, right? Okay. After the discernment process, I'm going to bring it back up. We all need to remember that we have blind spots, right? What do we do now? We keep on going, and hopefully, after this process, we've heard something from God, right? We've heard something specific that God is trying to tell us, but we might not know anything. We might not have a clue, and that is absolutely okay. We just go back up and start again. The process is what's important, that we're not leaving this thing. We're not cutting it loose. But if we do think that we've heard from God, we got to keep on moving forward. And we're going to go to our next step. So, in our next step, we're going to be honing in on some of those things that God is saying to us. And some examples of that is, I'm proud of you. It could be that simple. In this whole process, God may have given you one of these kingdom moments of speed bump. Just so you can stop and observe, pray, go to the word and realize that God is really trying to get your attention and just to say, I'm proud of you. And that's super important, right? He could be saying, I define your worth through these situations. This is a big one that I've had to deal with. He could be saying, you're looking for love and satisfaction in something that's not me. God will get our attention. Because this is super important, right? We got to hear this stuff. Because we want to be obedient. We want to hear God. He could say, you don't need to worry. I supply your needs. He may be saying, I'm more than enough for you. Or he could be saying, you don't have to earn my love. So now that we've uh, come to our next step, we think that we've heard from God. It's important that we come to it in a spirit of humility also. Because we just don't want to act like we've got it. So when we believe God is saying something to us, we come to it in a position of, I believe that God is saying this to me. Right? We're not going to say, this is what God is saying and that's it. Right? We always want to be humble. Because God can always come back around on us and sharpen us in different ways. But we want to come humbly and say, you know what? I believe that this is something that God is saying to us. And... We want to take some practical measures in being able to react to what he's saying now. So we've gone gone all the way around through the invitation process, right? We hit the speed bump. We've observed. We've prayed. We've discerned. We're keeping on going, right? And as as we're getting around to the other side, this is now the challenge phase of it. What are we going to do? How are we going to respond after God has spoken? Okay, And it's important that we make these things practical. Because it has to be something that we can actually accomplish and measure and be held accountable with. Right? So if I think a way that God is telling me I need to respond in a way is to respond more in love towards my wife. That's super general. And I get that, right? I know that I need to be more loving to my wife. But how can I be super specific? And how can I be super practical? If I know my wife's love language is acts of service, that's how she receives love, I can say very practically, I'm going to wash the dishes every night. 
right? It's not that deep. But it's something that I can actually measure. It's something I absolutely can be held accountable with, right? I know that the dishes are stacked and I went to bed. I didn't do it. I know if I didn't do it. And also, in this next step, it's super important that those people who we help discern this thing with, that we bring them along with us because that goes to accountability, right? That's the, that's the step after the next step because we need people to encourage us to do what God is telling us to do. And a lot of times we get comfortable with hearing from God and we think that that's it and we're super spiritual, right? But if we don't act, It means nothing. We want to be a wise man. So, after we make some practical steps, we also want to judge our speed bump, right? We want to judge this moment that God has given us. And if it's a if it's a small speed bump, we can look at it and say, okay, what are some practical things I can do within the next 24 hours that I can respond in the way that God wants me to? If it's a medium speed bump, might be, okay, for the next three weeks, what is something I can practically do to be responsive towards God so that I won't just hear what he's saying to me, but I can obey. If I just run into a mountain and it's not a speed bump, God might be trying to tell me, what are some practical things you need to be doing for like a good long time, maybe a year? Because God needs to get our attention. And this is how he does it, right? Through these moments. So, I love this teaching, hear and obey. And this is something that we practically apply in my home, right? So in my home, how we practice this is we have a table time. When things are not right in my house, any one of my kids can call a table time. It could be Mina. She's eight years old. But she knows when these kingdom moments come up, right? And it could just be like a spirit of anxiety that's just overtaken my home, right? And when somebody recognizes it, we call a table time. And we all come to the table, and we know that this is a place where we're going to be humble, and we're going to respect everybody in the process. And what we do, we observe, like, what is going on, and what is happening in our home? Why is it like this? Why is the spirit off? Then we pray. Then we take it to the Word. And if anybody comes to our house, you'll see a board, and it's a scripture, a hear and obey board. So from this time... The girls will put the scriptures that they can meditate on throughout the week that God is speaking to them in this time. Then we just go all the way around and we say and we make a commitment together what we're going to do to respond to what God is saying to us in these different moments. But because we're doing it together, it also gives us a chance to see our blind spots too. So the last table time we had, we made it all the way around this circle and I was ready to pray. So I was like, good, we're done. Let's Let's get back to living life. <laughs> and my oldest daughter, Alyssa, stopped me. She said, Daddy, you know, I'm really trying to be respectful, but we're not done yet. And I'm like, I'm a man of God. What you talking about? I know the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but I had to humble myself. And I had to ask her, what's, what are you seeing? And she said, one of my other daughters wasn't okay. 
And I looked at her and she was not okay. And I had some reconciling I needed to do. But it's because I was in a position for my daughter to be able to speak into that situation. She saw my blind spots. And because I know Jesus, I was ready to keep on going. And a 13-year-old humbled my butt. But it goes to show, like, look, how much more important is is it that we bring this stuff to people who are more mature than us and who love us and who love God during that discerning process? So, I was, Pastor Doug told me, I have like 12 to 15 minutes to do this, right? I was like, I'm praying for a miracle because y'all know I like to talk. But I think we're doing pretty good. And next week, Aaron is going to bring us home and land this plane on this teaching and hear and obey. And I'm just looking so forward to seeing how corporately we're going to apply this. Also, individually, we have this sheet. Does everybody have one? And we're looking for these Kairos moments throughout our week. And we want to practice this stuff. It's super important. We have to get in the practice of doing these things because it bears a lot of fruit. This stuff works if you do it. It's the Bible. What does Pastor Don say? One day we're going to wake up and do the Bible and everything's going to change. This is a very practical way of how to do that. All right? So, I'm going to pray. And then we're going to go into communion. Father God, I'm just so grateful that we have a loving Father who cares about us enough to get our attention in these ways that we might not understand, but you cause us to seek your face through this invitation of love, Lord God. And you give us an opportunity to respond. And this is one of those foundational teachings that is just amazing. And David Bailey kicked us off. And he introduced us to Kairos moments. And those are the moments where the kingdom of God crashes into our world and gets our attention, right? And those are amazing things. And he talked about how those things were speed bumps. And God is getting our attention, right? And he also got real with us in his talk and said, as an elder staff and as uh, the pastors, that we have a lot more questions than we do answers. Right? Not only that, we have a lot more challenges than we have clarity. Right? So as we fast and we pray, and as we go through this teaching, it's super important that we not only hear what God is saying in this time, but we position ourselves in a way that we can obey. Right? One of the things that David Bailey said, I wasn't able to be here to watch it, but I watched it on YouTube. It was so powerful. He said, we don't have the luxury right now of not hearing from God. It's a necessity. It's an absolute necessity. And then she kind of came and shared, and she took us through the invitation part of our diagram. And she taught us, what, what do we do now after we hit these speed bumps? When we get these Kairos moments, what do we do? We get out and we observe, Right? Then after we observe, we pray. And she also shared with us a little bit of her experience. She talked about how when she transitioned with her hair going natural, 
I really enjoyed that. You know, sometimes I reminisce to when I had a hairline, when I tried to grow dreads at one point, you feel me? I'm still praying for a miracle in that area. But um, just how she should have used this, uh, this process because she would have known that, you know, her worth and her beauty was defined by God. She would have been able to hear God's voice and she stuck to this. And that was really powerful. So now that we know when we hit a speed bump, we hit these moments, we get out, we observe, we, and uh, we also pray, we take our prayerful observations to God in a discernment process. And it's important to know that in this discernment process, there are two parts of this discernment process. One, we take it to the Word, and then we take it to other people, right? And so as we take it to the Word, we're going to go to Hebrews. Hebrews 4.12. All right, so the word says, For the word of God is alive and it's active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And it penetrates even dividing the soul and the spirit, joints marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That's powerful. And that's why we have to bring what we observe what we pray about to the word because we have to let the word really evaluate what we're going through right and we know that because the Holy Spirit initiated this process he's faithful to carry us through this process and when we take things to the word and when we read the word we have faith that we're not only reading the word but the word is going to read us right and that's what we're doing and it's super important that we do that because we've got to know what God is saying right And so some of the questions that we may be asking when we take this to the word are, has there been a situation in the Bible that might resemble what I'm going through? If there is, where can I find that and how can I relate it? God might also be putting a scripture on your heart that you just can't shake. And you want to ask God, well, how is this relating to what I'm going through? Another way you could take it to the Word is if you're going through something specific and you could put a topic on it, God may take you to a topical search and have you just do an exhaustive like study of what this thing is that you're dealing with in the Word, right? We know that God is faithful when we take things to the Word. We also know that He speaks through the Word, and it's powerful. And this is the time where we want to metaphorically just lay everything out on the table. We just want to put it all out there. Just let the word examine it. Let the word minister to us. Let it convict us. Let it encourage us. And we know that the word is going to sift through our situation. We have faith that the word is going to do that because we know one thing about the word, that it's alive. And you can't escape it. It is alive. So after we go to the word, the second part of discerning is taking it to people. Now, just in my personal experience, I know many great men and women of God who actually hear God powerfully, right? They know how to rightfully divide the word of truth. But because of that, they stop at this point because they've heard from God. That's a scary and dangerous thing. And I'm not saying that people haven't heard from God, but we all have blind spots. 
We all have blind spots. It's just the truth. We were made to live in community. And let, let, every, be, let every word be established by two or more witnesses, right? There's wisdom in the multitude of counsel. We were made to live in community. So, there's something super important that when we bring this to people, after we've taken it to the Word, we want to make sure that these people are someone that not only loves us, but we know that love God. And something I would add to that is someone that might be a little bit more spiritually mature than you are. And so the hard thing about this is a lot of times we think of people who speak into our lives as something that we want to shun. It's like scary. It's an intimate thing, right? But what what I really want to express to you guys is that it is absolutely a blessing to have someone who will speak the truth to you in love. It is not a curse. It's not a curse. And even though we've seen and heard from God, we need somebody to cover those blind spots. It's so important. So in our discernment process, it's important that we not only take it to the Bible, but we also take it to other people, right? Okay. After the discernment process, and I'm going to bring it back up, we all need to remember that we have blind spots, right? What do we do now? We keep on going, and hopefully, after this process, we've heard something from God, right? We've heard something specific that God is trying to tell us, but we might not know anything. We might not have a clue, and that is absolutely okay. We just go back up and start again. The process is what's important, that we're not leaving this thing. We're not cutting it loose. But if we do think that we've heard from God, we got to keep on moving forward. And we're going to go to our next step. So, in our next step, we're going to be honing in on some of those things that God is saying to us. And some examples of that is, I'm proud of you. It could be that simple. In this whole process, God may have given you one of these kingdom moments, a speed bump, just so you can stop and observe, pray, go to the word, and realize that God is really trying to get your attention and just to say, I'm proud of you. And that's super important, right? He could be saying, I define your worth through these situations. This is a big one that I've had to deal with. He could be saying, you're looking for love and satisfaction in something that's not me. God will get our attention. Because this is super important, right? We got to hear this stuff. Because we want to be obedient. We want to hear God. He could say, you don't need to worry. I supply your needs. He may be saying, I'm more than enough for you. Or he could be saying, you don't have to earn my love. So now that we've uh, come to our next step, we think that we've heard from God. It's important that we come to it in a spirit of humility also. Because we just don't want to act like we've got it. So when we believe God is saying something to us, we come to it in a position of, I believe that God is saying this to me. Right? We're not going to say, this is what God is saying and that's it. Right? We always want to be humble. Because God can always come back around on us. 
and sharpen us in different ways. But we want to come humbly and say, you know what, I believe that this is something that God is saying to us. And we want to take some practical measures in being able to react to what he's saying now. So we've gone to the we've gone all the way around through the invitation process, right? We hit the speed bump, we've observed, we've prayed, we've discerned, we're keeping on going, right? And as we getting as we're getting around to the other side, this is now the challenge phase of it. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna respond after God has spoken? Okay? And it's important that we make these things practical. Because it has to be something that we can actually accomplish and measure and be held accountable with. Right? So if I think a way that God is telling me I need to respond in a way is to respond more in love towards my wife. That's super general. And I get that, right? I know that I need to be more loving to my wife. But how can I be super specific? And how can I be super practical? If I know my wife's love language is acts of service, that's how she receives love. I can say, very practically, I'm going to wash the dishes every night. Right? It's not that deep. But it's something that I can actually measure. It's something I absolutely can be held accountable with, right? I know that the dishes are stacked, and I went to bed. I didn't do it. I know if I didn't do it. And also... In this next step, it's super important that those people who we help discern this thing with, that we bring them along with us, because that goes to accountability, right? That's the, that's the step after the next step, because we need people to encourage us to do what God is telling us to do. And a lot of times, we get comfortable with hearing from God, and we think that that's it. And we're super spiritual, right? But if we don't act, it means nothing. We want to be a wise man. So, after we make some practical steps, we also want to judge our speed bump, right? We want to judge this moment that God has given us. And if it's a... If it's a small speed bump, we can look at it and say, okay, what are some practical things I can do within the next 24 hours that I can respond in the way that God wants me to? If it's a medium speed bump, might be, okay, for the next three weeks, what is something I can practically do to be responsive towards God so that I won't just hear what he's saying to me, but I can obey? If I just run into a mountain and it's not a speed bump, God might be trying to tell me, What are some practical things you need to be doing for like a good long time, maybe a year? Because God needs to get our attention. And this is how he does it, right? Through these moments. So, I love this teaching hear and obey. And this is something that we practically apply in my home, right? So in my home, how we practice this is we have a table time. When things are not right in my house, any one of my kids can call a table time. It could be Mina. She's eight years old. But she knows when these kingdom moments come up, right? And it could just be like a spirit of anxiety that's just overtaking my home, right? And when somebody recognizes it, we call it table time. And we all come to the table. And we know that this is a place where we're going to be humble. And we're going to respect everybody in the process. And what we do, 
we observe like what is going on and what is happening in our home. Why is it like this? Why is the spirit off? Then we pray. Then we take it to the word. And if anybody comes to our house, you'll see a board. And it's a scripture, hear and obey board. So from this time, the girls will put the scriptures that they can meditate on throughout the week that God is speaking to them in this time. Then we just go all the way around and we say, and we make a commitment together what we're going to do to respond to what God is saying to us in these different moments. But because we're doing it together, it also gives us a chance to see our blind spots too. So the last table time we had, we made it all the way around this circle, and I was ready to pray. So I was like, good, we're done. Let's, let's get back to living life. <laughs> and my oldest daughter, Alyssa, stopped me. She said, Daddy, I'm really trying to be respectful, but we're not done yet. And I'm like, I'm a man of God. What you talking about? I know the Holy Spirit. <laughs> but I had to humble myself. And I had to ask her, what's, what are you seeing? And she said one of my other daughters wasn't okay. And I looked at her and she was not okay. And I had some reconciling I needed to do. But it's because I was in a position for my daughter to be able to speak into that situation. She saw my blind spots. And because I know Jesus, I was ready to keep on going. And a 13-year-old Humbled my butt. <laughs> but it goes to show like, look, how much more important is, is it that we bring this stuff to people who are more mature than us and who love us and who love God during that discerning process? So, I was, Pastor Doug told me, I have like 12 to 15 minutes to do this, right? I was like, I'm praying for a miracle because y'all know I like to talk. But, I think we're doing pretty good. And next week, Aaron is going to bring us home and land this plane on this teaching in Hear and Obey. And I'm just looking so forward to seeing how corporately we're going to apply this. Also, individually, we have this sheet. Does everybody have one? And we're looking for these Kairos moments throughout our week. And we want to practice this stuff. It's super important. We have to get in the practice of doing these things because it bears a lot of fruit. This stuff works if you do it. It's the Bible. What does Pastor Don say? One day we're going to wake up and do the Bible and everything's going to change. This is a very practical way of how to do that. All right? So, I'm going to pray. And then we're going to go into communion. Father God, I'm just so grateful that we have a loving Father who cares about us enough to get our attention in these ways that we might not understand, but you cause us to seek your face through this invitation of love, Lord God. And you give us an opportunity to respond.